Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. How are you taking us in this morning? We appreciate it. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, not just any hour number two, Kelly. I don't want a nonchalant hour number two today. Yeah. Brent Musburger will join us in studio. Do I even need to go through the resume? No, but go ahead. All right. Founder of VEASAN. Yep. Pitch man for Manscaped commercials. Maybe I should go with other things that he did. NFL Today for so many years on CBS Sports. For many of us of a certain age, we remember Brent initially from that. Uh, decades of that. Followed by being, you know, even during that period, he was the number one guy on NBA broadcasts for CBS. Um then he transitioned. He was the number one college football guy over at ABC for so many years, along with Kirk Herbstreet. And then if you if you really, if you went to Brent's Wikipedia page, he has covered virtually every sport on earth. Some I don't even remember. It's incredible. Like U.S. Open tennis he did. I had no idea. Don't remember that. Uh, but we'll have Brent's thoughts on both championship games in the NFL. Uh, towards the end of the hour, he will be in studio, kind enough to join us here in studio on a numbers game, and just uh, what was his greatest experience in any of those championship games when he was on site back in the day yep. on the NFL Today. Also famously co-starred alongside Adam Sandler in the uh, great sports movie what, The Waterboy. Correct. Yep, had to, de- had cool. to deal with uh, Eminem looking like a deer in headlights on a oh. uh, college football broadcast. I, re- I re-watched that one recently. Whoa. Brent has an explanation for that, though. He says, because most people are like, oh, Eminem was high, yeah. right? No, no, no. He says that the, the lights the lights the were really bothering him. We're really bothering right? yeah. <laughs> Brent, how was your time with Slim Shady? Maybe we should start with that. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Steve Fezzik will join us, only two-time back-to-back Hilton Super Contest winner. How would he optimally bet these championship games? That's the question for him. Steve, former actuary, mathematical genius when it comes to betting, how would you bet these two championship games? We'll get to that. He was kind enough to join us on the Megapod yesterday with uh, Todd Wishnev and Jeff Parlay as well. We had a good old time. And then um, Rufus Peabody, who made his hay doing Super Bowl props uh, as a golf better. You will love that about him mm-hmm. as well. But he's uh, in studio after, uh, you know, again, texting and being like, hey, let's hang out. And I was, that I was like, sure, great. Not, not around for three days. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Frank Schwab standing by here, but we get tweets. Let's just read a couple of these here. Kelly Moe. Uh, Todd Norris, regarding Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, what is declining faster, Rodgers' physical physical ability or the attitude? Not a quarterback I'd want in my locker room. You know, that's a good point. I don't know if I'd want him around either. Little, yeah. Little, uh, there's a selfish aspect of him, and then there's, I, I don't know. Or would you look at that as a new opportunity, fresher? No. Yeah, and I'm, I'm certainly not trading two first-round draft picks like Peter King speculated for a guy who's going to be 40 in December. Sorry, I know Tom Brady completely skewed our, our age curve. Uh, three, third coop, big fan of Mexican sushi. You can find them all over Las Vegas. Hashtag pro tip life. Everybody's got the pro tip life thing going. <laughs> 
See, you're trying to figure out what my sushi place is. Well, it's not that. Deepak 48. Gil, best burger in town is the truffle mushroom burger from Bosch. Sharing is caring. Valentine's Day coming up. A lot of ladies like sushi. All right. Mickey Baca. <laughs> Thanks for that, Deepak 48. Mickey Baca. If we already have the BetMGM app, can we just hang out with Gil? If so, is KB, that's you, Kelly, Todd Wishnev and Jeff Parlay going to be there as well? Live version of the Dolphin song or Yinzer talk? And then he says, in all seriousness, can we get a... Uh, can we get a listener contest that leads to a football Sunday with Gil? Yeah, maybe. I'll do it. That would be something fun. And no, you, you have to refer a friend first, and then you could then you qualify for the initial hang. I'm going to need security for that. I feel, I feel like we went through this in the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, we go on with a, a, lot, of, a lot of people uh, putting Columbo on the job with the sushi place. I, I appreciate all the tweets, all the feedback. Uh, the listeners of the show are just the finest Picking up on all nuances. Frank Schwab is the finest, ladies and gentlemen, as well. He covers the National Football League for Yahoo Sports. In fact, uh, he is their sports betting analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Always great to come on both the podcast and the show. How you doing, Frank? Gil, Gil what's going on, my man? How you doing? How you doing, man? All, all things good with you? Doing okay. You know, I just it's a long season, but then you get to this point, and you're like, wow, we got we got three good matchups coming up. No matter who wins on Sunday, yeah. it's going to be a great Super Bowl. It's exciting. I, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to Super Bowl. You know, I, we don't always get a Final Four like this where you could truly say, yeah, these are the four best teams. These are the four and best teams. Maybe, yep. the, maybe the Bills. Maybe the Bills have an argument, but not really after the way the Bengals handled them. So really excited. Really, really fired up for this uh, when these you, last three NFL games. When you said three great, three great games in front of us, I was like, oh, yeah, AFC Championship, NFC Championship, and I wonder if – I wonder if Frank means the Pro Bowl, Kelly. I'm wondering if he really thinks that's going to be a great matchup. <laughs> no more Pro Bowl, Gil. No, <laughs> no more, more Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. We're not playing it no more. It's a reimagined Pro Bowl, is what they're saying, Frank. Oh, reimagined. Yeah. All right. So how do we? How do? How do you like these games? Let's start with the first uh, chronologically. The NFC is the first of the two games uh, between the Niners and the Eagles. This has been two and a half most of the way. It really has not budged off that. We could see a three. Who knows? Eagles by two and a half. The total's 46 and a half. What are you betting? How do you see this going? And, you know, I'll be honest with you. This has been one of the tougher weeks. I, I, I've i gone back and forth with these games. I've, you know, I mean, if these were just week seven, you're in the Sunday schedule, I'd probably be like, this is too close to call. I'm going to pass these. But, hey, they're conference championship games. And the biggest problem I have, Gil, is I hate picking one of these teams because I don't want to pick against the other team. I don't want to pick against the 49ers. I don't want to pick against the Eagles. They're both good teams, but I am going to lean the Eagles here. I just think, look, they reminded us last Saturday night, they're the best team in football. They have been since week one on. They're balanced. They're well coached. And, you know, for everybody saying, oh, it's the Giants, who cares? You, you don't just beat a playoff team 38-7. Like, that was impressive. I thought, you know, they really showed us who they were. I thought Jalen Hurts looked healthy. I hope he is. Going forward, they really haven't had to to stretch him out, really, to, to use a baseball term. They've you know been both of his games; they've been pretty much in control by halftime. So we'll see what he has. He's going to have to come up big in this game because I think 49ers could do a great job taking away their run game, which is so good. They're going to have to hit some shots. I think AJ Brown's going to have a pretty big game. And I hate to be this guy, but at some point, Brock Purdy has to show up. Like at some point, it's he's a rookie, last pick of the draft. I, I, I was blown away by this stat. It was ESPN Stats and Info put this out. No rookie quarterback in NFL history has ever gone past 14 passes in a postseason without an interception. Brock Purdy's at 59. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We th- this is just the greatest heater ever he's on. And I respect him. I do. I think he's done a heck of a job. They ask him to do X, Y, and Z, and he does it to his full ability. 
Are we really sure? Are we really sure that this is going to go on forever? I'm not. (laughs) It is the one concession that I have made repeatedly about my Niners tickets, because I'm Niners every which way, which is I I fully— Eagles every which way. Yeah, yeah, I I fully concede— that the we we have this term for this acronym on the Megapod, which we say itch, which is interceptions that should have happened, right? We just made mm-hmm. up a stupid name. Um, but it's like Brock Purdy is just royal flush of itches, right? Like he I mean, yeah. just is none of his he, he throws good passes. There's a lot of great passes, but he throws a lot of bad ones, and none of them, none of them ever seem to get intercepted. And as you pointed amazing. out, none of them do. So amazing. Yeah. And I will say this: I, I do think this is an under. I was surprised by this line. Uh, I'm not a much of a totals player, but 46 and a half, like I totally I don't know agree. If teams get over 50, yes. over 40. I, I thought it should have been more like a 42, 42 and a half type of line. I was surprised it was 46. I'm sorry to interrupt. I totally agree with you on that too. I'm not much of a, I'm not a totals guy first either, but I would have thought the line would have gone the other way also. I mean, yeah. I do think the Niners goal is to run the football as much as possible. Absolutely. And I, yes. and I, and I think the Niners defense is going to come up big, but, but either way, I'm surprised it went the other direction. Okay, and then what yeah. about the AFC champ? Oh, if you wanted to add anything else there, Frank. No, I was just going to say, okay. you're right. I mean, if the one thing Philly doesn't do well, and it's really a short, short list, they don't stop the run. So we know if San Francisco wins this game, it's going to be because it, they ran about 45 times, right? Yeah. And that means you're not hitting that over. It's the commander's blueprint from when the commanders beat the Eagles yeah. on Monday night. Uh, let's go to the AFC championship. The Bengals and the Chiefs, of course, the biggest story all week has been the ankle, the high ankle sprain of Patrick Mahomes. Can he go? Will he not go? Now that we know he's going, how, you know, what percent of, uh, you know, his uh, ability will he be at? Will he be at 80%? Will he be at 60%? Will he be at 100%? Chiefs by one and a half now. So this has swung all the way back to the Chiefs being a one and a half point favorite. Gil, I'll ask you, because you're pretty good at the history of this too. Do you remember a game that has swung this much that we've had two times the favorite is flipped for a game with this much betting handle? I don't. I don't offhand. Wasn't there something last? Was it last year or the year before Maybe. where it did something weird like this? I've just been blown yeah. away by these line moves. It's fun. It's crazy. Uh, you know what? And maybe it's just a, this is something because I grew up in a certain era with Michael Jordan, right? But I just think this is a Patrick Mahomes game. I think he compartmentalizes this injury. He, he, this is his flu game, basically. He comes up, he throws for 325, three touchdowns. I have, I just, I don't like going against the Bengals, but this Chiefs team, look, everybody talk, oh, the Bengals have their number. Not really. They lost three games by three points each. They led each of those games in the second half. They, the Chiefs led in the fourth quarter, two of those games. They were coin flips. And all the coin flips came on the Bengals' way to Plinko, by the way, Gil. Plinko, yes. Plinko came on the Bengals' side. <laughs> Good for them. They closed out those games. It does not mean the Chiefs cannot beat them. They've had to hear all week about how they can't beat them. And I just think if I, it's almost like this is, this is the game Patrick Mahomes just elevates his legacy. Uh, maybe I buy into a narrative, but he also looks like for him to be a full participant in practice on Wednesday and my Yahoo coworkers, we did a podcast yesterday and they pointed out rightly, what does full participant mean for a quarterback? He's not going to hit. Right. He's going through the Oklahoma drill. Yeah. Like, so what does <laughs> it, right. but, but the, the, fact the, that they as, <laughs> yeah. the fact that they list him as a full participant Leads me to believe we're going to see pretty much a normal Patrick Mahomes. I, I just have full faith in Mahomes here. Look, Bengals are playing great. If they win this game, wouldn't be surprised. They're fantastic. They're a championship caliber yeah. team. But I just think this is Patrick Mahomes' moment. You're like me. You're 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 on the two other teams. I'm on the Bengals and the Niners. You're on the uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles. And neither one of us would be surprised at any outcome no, of either of these. Not games. at all. I yeah. you know that's the thing. Last week for the divisional round, I had my picks done in like 14 minutes. Yeah. This week I'm I'm Friday and I still don't know. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you for the Oklahoma drill comment. I love the image of Andy Reid. Let's get aggressive with you, Pat. Let's go Oklahoma drill. That's awesome. Thank you, Frank. Enjoy the games, man. Appreciate you, Gil. At Yahoo Schwab, S-C-H-W-A-B, for all Frank's thoughts on the Twitter machine. Rufus Peabody in studio. Next, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. the sports betting network before you make your next bet be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data bets. want to know where the money and bets are moving every game well the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion you can check out not just today's action but future events as well betting splits yet another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year round check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Still to come this hour, Brent Musburger in studio, Steve Fezzik, the only back-to-back Super Contest winner in studio. But first, in our cavalcade of uh, guests, Frank Schwab was kind enough to join us moments ago, cavalcade of guests in studio, Rufus Peabody, ladies and gentlemen. What a resume. Co-founder of Unabated and Massey Peabody Analytics. That's Unabated Sports and Massey Peabody Analytics. Co-host of the Bet the Process podcast, which he does with his buddy Jeff Ma. And ladies and gentlemen, a guy who got his first notoriety in this here biz by doing Super Bowl props. It's Rufus Peabody in studio. How you doing, man? I'm good. That's an exhaustive list. It's well, the segment. The segment is over. So thanks for that resume. Let me ask you a question because we said this on air earlier. You texted. You're like, "Hey, I'm in town. I'm in Vegas. Let's hang out." And I'm like, sh- sh- "Sweet." And then like, you know, I don't hear from you for four days. Why is it? How does that work? I mean, I texted. <laughs> I texted. That's not how this works, Rufus. I'll tell you you the problem. I'm very bad at communication because I have so much on my plate. It feels like I'm just not good at adulting as a result. Adulting. Adulting. Mm. Being responsive, communicative. You responded, although, to my credit, you didn't suggest anything. Well, except Megapod next week or two weeks. You you can do the Megapod in two weeks, yeah? Yeah. All right. So let's start there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at your disposal whenever you need me. Thank you. Thank you for that. I wonder where you're going so with exactly that. That's exactly what I said earlier, though. You were like, you're like, yeah, I texted with him. But like, yeah, he's coming to Vegas. And like, yeah, he, I'm sure he was real excited about coming in. No, no, no he, he lives live here. here. He lives here. Oh, but he's just back, back in town. To yeah, so, yeah. No, no, he's here forever. Um, all right. Well, before we get to your thoughts on these games this week and maybe a golf note or two, uh, what I was talking about before, so for those who are unfamiliar with Rufus, and yes, he has this lovely resume, but really where you first became, where people first became aware of you, and I know you had the history with Las Vegas sports consultants, but was when the Washington Post years ago had this article about you, like, hey, this kid is, is killing Super Bowl props. So Super Bowl props are going to happen next week. Obviously, we don't know the matchup yet. There's the formulaic ones, and then there's the more creative ones. How does this work for you? For those who are, like, unfamiliar with how someone like you with a model works, are you just ready to go as soon as they come out? Does the fact that different books come out at different times and you don't really know when, in some cases hamper what you can do now? So, yes, I have, I've built these sort of, I I built a a spreadsheet with with basically everything priced that's formulaic based on the spread in total. In terms of player props, that takes quite a lot of work. You have to, you're looking at snaps, you're looking at formations, you're looking at all that stuff. But I will say the game props, that's the formulaic stuff. Will there be a score in the last two minutes of the first half? Will there be a lead change in the second half? 
Um, will the game be tied after 0-0? Zero, zero? Those things you can price based off the spread and the total. And there used to be a lot of gravy there, a lot of very attractive prices. However, the fact that a lot of these U.S. books now are putting those props up every week has made them uh, made their pricing a lot more efficient. So there are fewer mm-hmm. opportunities there. What I found is there are more opportunities closer to Super Bowl Sunday and actually on Super Bowl Sunday than there used to be, and really? fewer opportunities when props just come out. Oh, that's so interesting. Our betting used to be very much skewed towards openers, and right when props came out, and now it's become that game day let the public drive the prices up the wrong you take, way. Right. And, and the yeah. books are like rooting for me to win at that the, point, at that point. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same side. They are. Oh, look at you. Friend of books. Exactly. Rufus Peabody. <laughs> That's your brand now. Friend of books. All right. Um, so we look forward to that. Having you on the megapod, the beating of the book megapod, but by that, t- so, so I, I used to say to you, Oh, by that time you'll have already pounded those bets into oblivion. They won't be available, but that might not be the case now. That might not be the case. Yeah. Plus I'm also way less prepared than I normally am at this time of year. <laughs> I, Gil, I considered skipping the Super Bowl entirely. Why? Because I just have so much on my plate with unabated, with golf, and with college basketball betting. And You're yes, betting college basketball now. Yeah. When did that happen? That's just this year for the first time. What got into you? What did, well, why did you decide to new, do that? A new business partner that, that, oh. I, that is on the team, oh. full-time, uh, full okay. member of the consortium. Over time, would you say, like, what Super Bowl props ended up being, like, this is an impossible question for you to answer, but if you could estimate the percentage of your betting pie or your betting profits, what was that back in the day? What is it now? I don't know back in the day. I I would say it's probably about the same, but I would estimate maybe 2 to 2.5%. So it's a lot of work to put in that doesn't really bear fruit in other ways. Right. So if I can spend time, like, I want to be able to have my work be able to pay long-term dividends and studying a particular matchup and going through player snap counts and looking at in this formation, what happens here. I mean, that kind of thing isn't going to bear fruit down the road this is directly. Not, not a scalable thing, this thing. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that's the, that's my reasoning basically. Okay. How do you feel? I, I, I hesitate to ask. <laughs> well, what are your numbers saying about these two championship games this week? So I think the market is pretty close to correct here. And first off with Cincinnati, Kansas city, I mean, we know that that the Mahomes injury has driven the prices there. Yeah. Cincinnati would not have been a favorite if that wasn't a concern, and and now it looks like the line has swung back towards Kansas City. Assuming Mahomes is fully healthy, I'd make the number Kansas City minus three. I I'm not an injury expert, although we had Stefania Bell on at the process, who is an injury expert this this mm-hmm. week. So yeah, uh, learned some stuff there. So I, I'm just laying off that. That was my guess. If he was if he was healthy, that was my guessing Lions yeah. guess. That would be minus three. All right. So so there's no play on the side there. Any Correct. play on the total? No there? play on the total. No either. play. On the total. I mean, it's same thing. Okay. Same thing for the NFC game. So the NFC game, I make the line Philadelphia minus two point eight. <laughs> and okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so. very interesting though, given the fact that I've been low on the 49ers consistently. I liked the Cowboys last week, and finally now I'm on market. Oh, or, I'm glad you brought this up. Sli- I, yeah. So. Do, I think the fact that the fact that I'm on market maybe says, if anything, like, I mean, I'm I'm my, my, that I'm reacting and I'm I'm surprised by it. I guess is what I'm saying. And so, in a way, if I had to choose, I'd probably take the Niners. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a vote for the Niners. Yeah. Uh, the, brief aside, and nothing on the total there either. I would imagine. No. Okay. So let me just ask you this: You had Buffalo as your number one ranked team. You've been consistently low on the Niners. I've said this to other analytics guys who were like propping up the Buccaneers for a lot of time this season. I mean, that was me too. So that was you too. 
I felt like this year, Rufus, was the year where the market, there's analytics people who were stubborn. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was because of your priors. And I felt like the betting market itself was like super stubborn for an entire season about teams like the Buccaneers. Do you agree, first of all, with that sentiment? And if so, if that was, if, if you remember anything quite like this before, where a market was so stubborn for so long and analytics people were so stubborn for so oh, long. Think about the Cleveland Browns that year they went winless. Same thing that year. Same thing. And I, I don't think we can say one way or another who is right because it's such a small sample size. It really One is. season is a small sample. It is. Think about Brock Purdy. Is he better than Jimmy G? It, it, you're right, it's a small sample size. But do you, uh, I'm looking for a concession okay. here. Uh, this is what I'm driving at. Oh, okay. Do you concede, <laughs> right? Do you concede? I like when, you, when you're looking for a concession and you announce right, you're looking yeah, for yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm looking for is some capitulation you're for me, Rufus. I'm looking to hear that Gil was right. No, no, no. Me, no, that's me. not what I'm looking for. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is for, for an analytics person to, to concede a point that perhaps watching games helps in a way that they might not have previously. So if you had watched the Buccaneers week after week after week, I'm picking on them because they're the biggest example of this. Do you feel like it would have, do you think you would have it in you to think about your numbers differently? I wouldn't move my numbers based on watching a game. Not a game, watching seven a games. Season, watching seven games. I wouldn't personally because yes. I don't have the expertise to judge based on watching the film. Do I think that analytics and my model says everything definitely not there okay. could, could i learn if i was qualified to watch these games and evaluate the film certainly I, I certainly could and i certainly would change my perspective and my numbers if that was my skill set we will we will accept that as an answer kelly Bidlin. we will accept that as an answer <laughs> it, that's just not my skill set yeah. so i i don't you know i'm i'm not a radio host i'm not i wouldn't try to do that you're rufus my peabody mild-mannered reporter from a daily metropolitan news show. i understand uh, golf before you get out of here, you have some golf thoughts on the on the Tory Pines. Yeah, it's uh, it's I mean one of my favorite tournaments. Although it it, it does bring back some bad memories from twelve years ago. But was, was that a Jim Furyk tournament? No, that was Kyle Stanley oh. meltdown, the epic <laughs> oh, meltdown. Yes, but, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're two rounds in. I, I actually show a little value on both of the top guys, uh, both of the leaders. So I make Sam Ryder plus three oh eight, and I believe you can get. As of last night, there was plus 320 available at DraftKings, plus 350 at MGM. Yeah, I'm looking at plus 330 right now on him, and then plus 650 on Brendan Steele. Yeah, and I, I like Steele. I make him plus 554. So those are two guys that you know. I think that it, the market thinks that these are they're relative unknowns. Steele's been around a while. Mm-hmm. Ryder's more of an unknown journeyman type guy. But okay. I think they undervalued the strokes they're head by. And this is heading market. into and this is heading into the final two rounds because they staggered rounds. this tournament earlier, yeah. right? For the NFL championship game. Oh, it's so imagine. nice. It, yesterday felt like a Friday. Rufus, great to see you, man. Let's do the Megapod in a couple weeks. You don't mind if we bring Brent Musburger in here to replace you, do you? Not at all. Okay. Thank you, Rufus. Rufus Peabody, everybody, on Twitter at Rufus Peabody. Brent Musburger on the other side. The Godfather next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. All of that. Don't miss out, though. It's a limited time offer. Be aware of that. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well on the numbers game. And it is always a uh, honor and a privilege to have this gentleman stroll on into the <laughs> studio here at the South Point. Uh, kind enough to be on the Megapod earlier this year. He was kind enough to have me on his show. And he joins us now at the South Point. Ladies and gentlemen, um... Every generation knows him from different sports, football, basketball, college football. Brent Musburger, founder of VEASAN. How are you, sir? I am great, Gil. How are you, lad? What a what an exciting week this is, the it's Final Four. great to be alive, yeah, isn't, isn't it? it? It's wonderful. Can, before we even get to your sure. thoughts on these games, so all the things you've done, but mo- most of us of a certain age remember, of obviously, the NFL Today days above all. Um the Manscaped commercials are in there too, Brent. Don't get me wrong. But the but the NFL today. And so you were always on site for the NFC Championship games this Absolutely. weekend. What are some what was some of your more vivid memories? Like what was the play, what was the city you went to where you were like this is out of control? Well, uh, you know, the old San Francisco Dallas rivalries Gil, stand out in my mind so much, but especially the one in San Francisco. Cowboys uh, should have won it, but Montana brings the Niners down, okay? We're on the field for the, for the NFC Championship game. Vince Scully's the last NFL game he did for, uh, for CBS. But what I remember, I was about at the 50-yard line, and the Niners were moving away from me. And when Joe Montana threw the pass that we will never forget to Dwight Clark, honestly, from my vantage point, and I was on the visiting sideline, I thought it was going to go in the grandstand. I thought Joe was throwing it away, okay? And then out of nowhere, Dwight Clark went skyward and high-pointed that pass. And still, I can close my eyes and see that. That that stood out to me so much. And then how distraught Tex Ram was, the general manager of the Cowboys, in the locker room afterwards, okay? And later, when, when Bill Walsh retired after beating the Bengals, and that's what I was doing radio that day. We didn't have the uh, television rights to that particular game. And Walsh concluded his TV interview, came over to me for radio. We were, I was next in line. And that's when he retired, was into the radio microphone. And I, I was kind of taken aback because you fully expect him to do it on television. But Bill and I go way back and uh, – so those are just wow. some of the vivid memories of Stan. I'm, I'm getting chills on that last one because didn't he start to weep a bit? Yes, the... he did. Yeah, he did in front of me, and I, you know, there you are with a grown man, a good friend of yours, a legendary play designer, if you will. I mean, he changed. He actually changed the passing game in in the NFL. If you go yeah. back and watch those 49er teams, so great, great memories. But what I like best of all is having. Worked so many different things, whether it was baseball, basketball, you know. I always regret that I never did hockey play-by-play. I, I love to watch hockey. Yes. Uh, I'm a terrible better. 
Okay, I'm such a homer, and the Knights, the Knights have killed me this year, but, but yes. whatever. I love a recreational action. Uh, appreciate you sharing those memories. A little part of me is disappointed, Brent, because I was hoping you were going to say the, uh, the championship win uh, at RFK when, when Washington beat Dallas, but we, we love your answers just the same. Because those, those, those two moments you mentioned are so iconic. Oh, uh, hard, to, hard to beat those, uh, obviously playing about Washington. All right, this week, this weekend, the two championship games, beginning with the NFC game, mm-hmm. where the Niners with Brock Purdy, mystery relevant, are two and a half point dogs against the Philadelphia Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC. The totals at forty six and a half. How do you see this game? Well, first of all, I like the Eagles. Um, obviously, um, the number with no rookie quarterback having started in a Super Bowl game, and even Ben Roethlisberger losing in the AFC Championship game. But there's something and. And it speaks to the coaches of the 49ers who have done an unbelievable job. Uh, they, If they win the coin flip, I would take the football, okay? I think it is imperative that the Niners try to get on the board first because that reduces the number of plays that you have to rely on your quarterback if you're playing catch-up, okay? Now, I like they're it. reluctant to do that because they like the ball to start the second half, Okay. But, but if I was Coach Shanahan, I would give serious thought to that, okay, if we win it. Now, if they lose it, they figure get the ball anyway to get out on top. I believe that if the Eagles get on top, it's turn out the lights. Um, I think it's been a remarkable story with Brock Purdy. But what he's going to find is he's up against the best secondary he's looked at. That Eagles secondary, they can go one-on-one. Uh, they can play zone. And, oh, by the way, they're pretty good at bringing pressure off that defensive front. They've got a lot of depth. And so, so I like the Eagles for that reason. It's a, it's a great point about deferring versus receiving and how, you know, teams have finally figured out that deferring really because you can create the two-for-one situation Absolutely. is the way to go. But in certain circumstances, like the one you just pointed out, maybe you ought to reconsider that thought. By the way, in the second game, I think there's a bet to be made on receiving the opening kickoff too, because the Bengals have shown uh, an affinity for receiving as well, because they love their guy and they're like, "Joe, go get him." Joe, cool. Yeah. I mean, um, the second game, my recommendation would be, <laughs> unless you're like me, I like to drink beer watching games. But in game, I would wait. I would wait. I would want to. I I want to see if Mahomes can actually get to the outside. That's where he creates so much problem for defenses. Okay. If he's not mobile enough to get there, that allows the Bengals to aim directly in and try to keep him in the pocket, okay? The Bengals present so many problems for this Chiefs defense simply because of the number of receiving weapons and the fact that I look back at the time that it took Burrow in the snow to get rid of the ball. He was under three seconds almost all the time. He was sacked only once. Now, I made a big thing out of it. Dave Tooley said it wasn't going to be important. Tooley wound up being right about the three newcomers to the Bengals' offensive line. However, however, there's an asterisk. When you have snow on the field, your offensive line has a little bit of an edge. You get that first step, and for the defense to react, it's troublesome. And then Mixon ran the ball well, so the defensive front had to be a little bit careful about the handoff to him. Uh, but all hail the Bengals. I mean, what, what, what Joe has done with those deep receivers, I mean, Chase is a superstar, but he's managed to work Hurst in underneath. And that prevents that blitz from the nickel um, back, the defensive back who can come off. He's closer. If your nickel back can come in and you don't have to worry that much about a multiplicity of receivers, 
you can present the blitz, but you can't do that against the Bengals because Burrow's going to carve you up if you leave that that open out there. But I would wait. I would do in-game. I'd put a little money in the account. That's my recommendation. Take a look at what you get and then – and, and then go from there. We said that earlier on the show. Like, there's no you. You are not required to bet this game preflop. No. You can wait and, and see what's happening, just like you could have with that offensive line in, in the Bengals Bills game. You're a perfect person to ask uh, in closing about legacy. Do you agree with the with the sentiment that if if the Bengals win this game, that because right now I think most people agree Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Joe Burrow's probably number two, and then you right. can argue Josh Allen after that and beyond. But if Burrow wins this game, if the Bengals and, and Burrow win this game, do we now quickly get into the realm of it's Mahomes and Burrow? You can't really make that distinction anymore. Yeah, well, if Burrow wins, I mean, 4-0 and is 4-0 and yeah. against Mahomes, including if he wins. Now, remember, he will have won back-to-back AFC championships in Kansas City, which is a very difficult place to go in and win, okay? Uh, so we have to tilt a little bit in that direction, but the asterisk the other side is Mahomes probably won't be 100%. Now, is he going to be 90 or is he going to be 80? We don't know. Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm not sure that Mahomes knows, to tell you the truth. You know, you say the right things during a week, you go out, and when the cameras are there uh, for that early session, about 30 minutes, you run and you show people you can move. But what happens in the heat of battle, after you get hit a couple times, we have to wait and see how that's going to unfold. Listen, they're both great. They're both headed for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. No doubt in my mind about that. Joe Cool is Joe Cool. Um, and it'll, it'll be fascinating for me to see what he does because I believe, and it doesn't snow and it's not supposed to, but it's going to be really cold. And I believe that Jones, the defensive lineman for the Chiefs, may be the best defensive tackle in all of football. Of course, I'm biased because I've watched him beat up on the Raiders for years. Um, they're going to have to handle him. They're going to move Jones. They're going to test him at first against the right guard, the new right guard. They want to see what they've got. Then they flop him outside and they rush him as an end. I mean, he is a monster, okay? And and the Bengals, the Bengals know better than I do. They're going to have to block him on every play that he's on the field. Brent, I, uh, I'm on the Niners every which way, futures bet, so I, I hope you're mistaken about the first game. Yeah. But I appreciate your perspective on it for sure. <laughs> and by the way, you, you wouldn't be surprised at any outcomes this no, weekend, no, right? No, I, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I think. Listen, yeah. if you if you just look at the defensive stats uh, and, and quickly you go through home and away, nineteen point one the Niners allow, seventeen point six the Eagles at home, twenty point six Cincinnati on the road, nineteen point four Kansas City at home. These are four really good NFL teams. Brent Musburger, everyone. Thank you so much, Brent. I Thanks, Gil. Good luck with the Niners. Thank you. Steve Fezzik on the other side. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 
MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards Sports Betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How great was that, Kelly? Uh, Rufus followed by Brent Musburger. And Brent rolls on here with the greatest voice ever. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I, a lot of us can say it, but I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that man. So it's uh, it's awesome to hear him talk football whenever. Um, and a pleasure to have Steve Fezzik in studio as well. And a pleasure to have Steve Fezzik in studio. I mean, I was going to read. Hour. I was going to read through some tweets, but Steve Fezzik is in studio as well. Yeah, Steve, come on, cut Steve, to the chase. Let's Steve Fezzik, for those who are uh, unfamiliar, the only back-to-back Hilton Super Contest champion. What years were those, by the way? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But there was only three hundred people, and now there's six thousand. It's like the main event in poker. It used to be a lot easy. Do you remember when you got mad at win. me once because I, I said Salinas going first and third was was almost more impressive because of the pool, and you got mad at me? Do you remember that? You know, I, I remember I got mad. Yeah, but I did not get mad because your your comment is absolutely accurate. It's that I, I felt I got dismissed by like everyone says you're the two time champion, but oh, I had I had no, a lot I of success in other that. contests, including right here in the South Pole. Yes, yes. No, so that's never. that's what the, the body of work was we what would, I was looking at. We would never dismiss. Love you. James Salinas. Anyway, and he did tremendous. It's a pleasure finally getting to meet you. It shows you like if you don't know somebody, right? Um, and it was kind of you were you were really nice to come on the Megapod yesterday. We had a great time. What? How much fun was that? Oh, pod? it's so great, so great. I don't know if you know my friend Todd Wishnev, who we're about to play tennis with, but that guy makes makes things fun. So does Jeff Parlay as well. <laughs> so let me just ask you the blanket question. You're playing tennis with Todd after this. Let me just ask you the blanket question. Here are the two games. How would Steve Fezzik bet these two football games? So I'm going to tell you how to bet all four teams. Please. So you you do your own handicapping. You land on what, what you like. So Kansas City, if you're going to bet them, you got to bet them now. So you can still get them at a few places at pick or minus 120. Um, you know I like movie quotes. To use the quote from Wall Street, when Blue Star Airline, the price is going up, it's like Charlie Sheen says, I don't know what to make of it, Gordon. They're all betting the Chiefs. And Gecko's like, I'll tell you what to make of it. Your union boys are talking. Mahomes is healthier than we thought. The word is out, buddy boy. You know who you It's like, you remember the first HBO original production was this show called Dream On? Starring mm. Brian Benben. This is HBO's fledgling days, and the whole conceit of the show was every thought this guy had came back to a movie. That's you, an '80s movie only, because yes. I stopped watching movies. So, uh, bottom line, if you're going to bet the Chiefs, bet the Chiefs right now because I think the price is only going to inflate. The words are good. The communications are going to keep coming out. Mahomes is looking good at practice, even if he's not looking so good. The Chiefs are going to want that uh, narrative to be out there. I also think, uh, without going into great detail. If you're going to bet quarters, bet Chiefs third quarter. If you're going to bet Bengals, bet first quarter. No detail added, ladies and gentlemen. Repeat that. Chiefs third quarter? Yes. Chiefs third quarter. Bengals, Bengals I'd first prefer quarter. first quarter. Huh. If you like Bengals if, for the game, I would bet 10 minutes before kickoff. If you, were, if you are a keen listener, you might know the reasons why. Okay. Um, let's go to the other game. Why would you bet both of these teams, the Eagles and the Niners? Or how so, would you bet them? So... We talked about the regional difference on the Megapod. So if you're fortunate enough to be on the West Coast, there's more San Francisco money. So if you're fortunate enough to be in Reno, Peppermill, Atlantis, you can lay right now minus 130, minus 135 because it makes sense. More San Francisco support there. So you're going to get a relative bargain on the Eagles. I think both of those are outstanding bets if you like. 
the Eagles. If you like the Niners, there is no hurry. Sit back. Mm-hmm. Um, the market is kind of like 2.65 right now. I saw here at the South Point, they flashed a three. It didn't last that long. Now it's back to two and a half. But, you know, Christie's going to get hit with nothing but Eagle minus two and a half money, and he's going to have to balance. And so he's going to go back to three. So bottom line is, if you like the Eagles and you're not in Reno, late yeah. two and a half um, right now in the Eagles, but you're going to get a three on San Francisco. So just wait it out. There's no reason to bet the 49ers unless you get plus three lay a dart. Yeah, keep, keep your eye on the odds board because I've seen it a few places this morning. Steve Circa uh, went to 3-2. They went to three for all of eight minutes, it looks like, about an hour ago. Went, then went back to two and a half. So those threes, they'll, we might see them, but they're going to disappear quick, bro. And here's the beauty of it. We're laying minus ten. so just a drunk baby betting loses 4.5%. But <laughs> yeah. betting 11 to make 10. Well, if you're laying two and a half, lay 10, or taking plus three, minus 110, you can pretty much bet that forever. And I'm not saying it's profitable. It's right around break even. So it's like saying you're you're getting to gamble at no vig. How good is that? Well, baby's got to be drunk in that scenario. Um, okay. <laughs> you do Now, all that said, I like that you gave reasons for all four teams, but you do like a total very much. Yes. So I gave out the Kansas City Cincy over 47 on the Megapod. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it to my clients as well. And now... It's going up. So would I bet it at 48? No, frankly, I wouldn't. People are like, how can you like recommend a bet at over 47 and you won't play it at 48? Well, I think it's a solid, rock solid 54.5%-ish play over 47. If I lose a point, I got to shave about 3% off my winning percentage. So now I'm winning 51.5%, but I'm laying minus 110. The math doesn't work. It's all math in the it's, end. It's all math. And you hear it all the time. Pros bet numbers. They don't bet teams. But the bottom line, if you say... Kansas City, Cincinnati. Oh, I, well, I like Kansas City at Pickham. I'd love the Bengals plus three. Yeah. And I, and I, listen, I made the point to you yesterday off air after we did the Megapod. If it's all math, yet if we, if we did two hours of radio on math, right, people would just fall over and fall asleep, right? But it has to be stated, and then we can do it in nuggets more properly. Like, Yes, we're going to talk about the handicap of the game and the players and this team and that team, but ultimately, this is what it comes down to. Absolutely, and the best evidence I can give for everyone at home, a little homework for the rest of your lives, every bet you make the rest of your life, I want you to grade it and then give yourself an extra point and take away an extra point, okay? Mm -hmm. And then with those two columns, you will be shocked how you will get buried if you're a big-volume player by the end of the year. By contrast... You'll be shocked. Oh, my gosh, this isn't hard at all. I'm winning easily getting yeah. an extra point. Yeah, people should listen to the Megapod because we got into certain scenarios where you literally like, show me that you can't win doing <laughs> this these particular things. Um, I also brought this up yesterday. I brought it up earlier on the show, but I want to get your thoughts on this, which is we, we're sort of projecting forward now to the Super Bowl, which is, okay, most of us agree no matter what side we're on in either of these two games, no one would, in, with reasonable mind would be surprised at any outcome of these two games this weekend. So whatever combination ends up in, in Super Bowl 57. And so the question becomes, and I asked this yesterday on the pod, was what's the, what, what are the nature of these two games, a blowout on one side and eking out on the other, that you would look most forward to exploiting in a Super Bowl line? Is it the AFC team, whichever one advances, blowing out their opponent and either San Francisco or Philadelphia eking out the NFC, or is it the opposite, which I think is the answer, which is either Cincinnati or Kansas City. Maybe it's a hampered Mahomes and the Chiefs somehow figure out a way to win, but then take your pick. Philly blows out the Niners, and Philly ends up as a favorite. Mm -hmm. Which could happen. Which could happen. 
I mean, is that the one where you're like, that would be ideal? Yes, because bottom line, Kansas City's been better than Philly the whole second half of the year. Not just better, but significantly better by about a field goal. And so the idea of making Philly the favorite if Mahomes is close to 100% just doesn't hold water with me at all. You know, I had an epiphany because I'm, I'm, I hate betting futures. I right? like when you have epiphanies. I hate betting futures. Why? Because, they, because they, there's too much vig in the marketplaces. So, you know, a, a great example is like everyone's roughly three to one right now. But if I bet all four teams, you know, I could literally lock in a loss where I get like one team at three to one and I get everybody else plus <laughs> two sixty in a loss. So yes. I either break even um, <laughs> if San Fran wins or I lose, you yeah. know, forty dollars on on if one of the other three teams wins. But I actually think Kansas City, I'm I'm always big on the mechanical parlay. Bet, bet them to win this week and bet them to win the Super Bowl, you'll make more money. I don't think that's true for Kansas City right now is like plus two eighty. Kansas City's gonna be like a two point favorite against Cincy, and I think they're gonna be like a two point favorite by the time that game goes off in the Super Bowl. So you add that up, plus 280 actually has, if there was value out there, it's plus 260 on the um, on the odds you're showing, but I know that there's 280s out there at places like Circa. If there was one bet I would make, it would be on the Chiefs. That would be the one team you would do it the, on. That, the math the, would The math that. works the, out. And the math would hit as the a, other three. As opposed to the rollover parlay. By the yes. way, just in practice, brief parenthetical aside, in practice, how often do you actually do the rollover parlay? Because people use that as a conceptual thing, but what percentage of bettors do you think actually do that? Um, very, very few. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is we're reevaluating each and every game. So there might be, I might be like, like Indiana surging right now in the NCAA tur- tournament. So they're like, like in terms of their chances versus the perception because their guys are healthier. But it's like, well, maybe I'll bet Indiana to win the game round one. But by round three, maybe I'm like, oh, I don't like this matchup. One of my players got dinged up. Ah, I'm done, so let me just let me just take my profit and go home. It's always, yeah. It's, it's one thing conceptually. It's another thing in practice for most. Maybe not for you, but for most. Steve, thank you, man. Appreciate it as always. Thanks for the doubleheader with you this My week. pleasure. Good luck to everyone. Hey, there's only three games left. Bet within your bankroll. Don't bet ten times more than you normally bet. Excellent advice to wrap things up. We've done all we can do. Thanks to everybody for listening today and this week. The Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 